It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, May 30th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is wishing all of you in the U.S. a happy Memorial Day. Hope you're enjoying the long weekend. Ditto. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello once again, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers, where you can keep up to date on all of our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, we are going to talk all about Travis Konechny and what we think of his season and should we trade him is the big question. We will also have our nemesis of the week. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, before we get into Travis Konechny talk, we learned about another potential candidate for the Flyers head coaching position, and that is Penguins assistant coach Mike Bellucci. Okay, so my thought is, for somebody who hasn't been an NHL head coach, if you're bringing him in for a rebuild, I could get behind it. If you're bringing him in and expecting to do that plan that you talked about a few months ago, this wouldn't make sense at all. Yeah, I think that's the big thing here, that he doesn't have NHL head coaching experience. He does have really solid head coaching experience at the AHL level. He was the head coach for Charlotte that won the cup in 2019 in the AHL and it was a really successful team he won coach of Mm -hmm. the year so he does have the credentials in terms of knowing how to work with players especially young developing players because that's a huge part of his coaching background Uh, he's known as a players coach who's good with young players and I think that it's an interesting option because for the Flyers to be successful this year the young kids have to step up and, you know, because of the cap space, we're going to depend on a lot more of them than we would have otherwise. So I, I do see the upside and why they had the conversation with him. But as far as, you know, having somebody with that head coaching experience who can maybe turn things around faster, I think you're right there that maybe he isn't the right guy for the job. If you're looking at the requirements, the team said they had. Yeah, I think the fans will be confused if it's not a rebuild. Why did you get him? Because, you know, you have all this money to spend. You got the cheapest coach on the market, essentially. Like, that's going to confuse them. Uh, Also, I'd be confused because while there are a fair amount of young players that will be on this team, uh, we saw what this veteran group could do to a coach that isn't, like, sort of heavy-handed. And it wasn't pretty. Yeah, and I think that... You know, from what I've read, he can be a guy that holds people accountable, but I just don't know about this particular group. 
based on the right. track record we have from the last several coaches who were also supposed to be able to be coaches that could hold guys accountable and, and it didn't happen. So what would make Vellucci a, a different result? It, it just doesn't seem clear. So I think it's a to be continued, but we're going to talk more about coaching on tomorrow's show. So stay tuned for that. On to Travis Konechny. And I think he's been one of the guys that we and other people have talked about potentially trading uh, more than perhaps almost any other person on the team at this point for this off season, there was talk about maybe trading him at the trade deadline this year. And in six seasons with the flyers so far, he's got 264 points in 418 games in the regular season. Uh, His best season overall was 2019, 2020. It was that shortened year, 61 points in 66 games this mm-hmm. year, in 79 games, he had 52 points. That's 16 goals, 36 assists. Uh, the number of assists he had was the second highest in his career so far. And it's really, I think, fascinating to look at his season this past year because he got dinged a lot over the course of the year in terms of not finishing and, like, you know, he struggled to put the puck in the net at all a lot but he did have some good numbers at five on five if you kind of dig into it okay i mean that's the happy rainbowy part of this but i looked at him overall and so he's like 0.63 points per game is that going to improve uh as he gets older maybe one year you know maybe one year he'll go higher than that but I think what we're looking at is what we're looking at with a guy who maybe could reach 30 goals. If he gets 30 goals, he probably gets fewer assists. Um, but that's it. Like, that's, that's his zenith. And for him to be good or, or excellent, he's always pretty good. Um, he's got to have, like, a lot of emotion in the game and once in a while take a penalty, but only to sort of fire him up, not to, to the detriment right. of the team. But he hasn't done that in like two years. He hasn't done that since the bubble. Uh, he's had a few different coaches now. He's not really done what any of the coaches have wanted. And those are good reasons for me to trade him and say, he can still play, get value for him. As a flyer, I think you got your money's worth as far as um, what he did as far as when you drafted him till now. Uh, you didn't go super deep on him. Salary-wise, so, you know, there'll be a market for him. And let somebody else work with him. Because I think I think you could only get a little bit more out of him regardless. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure about that. Because if you look at his 5-on-5 five five numbers, they're actually pretty solid. He had the most shots per 60 at 5-on-5 five five for his career this past season at 9.15. The most assists per 60, 1.61. His expected goals per 60 were pretty solid. He matched uh, from a couple of years ago, second highest in his career. But like we did talk about, his power play time was pretty atrocious. Uh, Less than a goal per 60 for the first time since 2017-18. He was definitely snake bit. His shooting percentage was way down. So I think what we're talking about right here is if we are going to trade him, 
are we selling high? Are we selling low? Or are we, we selling right at the appropriate level? I think we're selling at the appropriate level. I mean, he was a minus 23 last year, but he's a minus for his career. So, so there's that issue that's always going to be a little bit of an issue. So there's certain coaches that may not want him because of that. And, and then if you look at it, uh, how many of those goals is he scoring like around the dirty areas where he used to at least be able to score on like side hashes? Is he still right. doing that as much? I don't feel like he is. Uh, but I don't have anything to back that up. I'm just going with the eye test on that one. So I just feel like, again, like people want to harp on the Gostaspear thing. Like it was easy for Gostaspear to go to Arizona with no expectations and just play offensive defensemen and get points. That's fine because he no longer had a monkey on his back in Philly and, and nobody was going to worry about if he missed the net and nobody's going to really worry about anything because there's no expectations at all. Exactly. I think Konechny, similarly, um, the next place he goes, I don't think, and you know, unless it's Toronto or really like one of those markets, I don't think he has those same kind of expectations either. So I think it helps him. I think so too. And I think the other big question is, what is the purpose of trading him? Like, what are you trying to do with a trade other than maybe give him a fresh start somewhere else? Are we trying to get cap space out of it uh, with a $5.5 million cap hit? Are we trying to get a return for another player that can help us now? Are we looking for picks? Are we looking for prospects? What are we trying to accomplish with trade? So what I'm trying to accomplish is cap space and to get a player that will um, either prospect-wise that's really close or can step in this year and do half of what Konechny does, but maybe do what Konechny does in a year or two like that. All right. Well, we'll talk more about those trade options, who potential trading partners could be coming up next. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, the fights, even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And we're also on YouTube, so you can subscribe and watch us over there. All right, so Russ, given that, if you really are looking for a prospect who's almost there, like, what is the general return you'd want for him maybe besides that? Because obviously, if you're trading Travis Konechny, you're not just going to get a prospect one for one for him. Give me a 22 second round pick. Give me a prospect that's very close. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty spot on unless you're thinking you need to replace him in the Flyers lineup sooner rather than later that you feel like the Flyers prospects are the ones that are going to take that. Well, I might get forward. lucky. Frost may replace him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a certain level of assumption there that somebody amongst the many options that we already yeah. have are going to replace whatever output he has had in the last couple of years. And I do think that the very least you'd want is a, a prospect that with high potential and a pick or two, depending on what those picks are, right? That's like your mm -hmm. bare minimum. Yeah. So again, I will try and call Lou Lamarillo because he needs scoring. We could maybe work something out here with Scott Mayfield 
because he's a year away from UFA. Uh, you give us a second in that, if they have a second. Um, that's something I'd have to look at. That's amenable. Or uh, let me look at Seattle. He, had a, he has a former coach there in Dave Haxtell. Uh, I believe he played pretty well for, for Dave. And they've got all kinds of picks and prospects. There's a lot to choose from there. So that's a possibility. Uh, maybe I go L.A. and say, you know, you're getting really close. A guy like Konechny could really help you. Uh, we'll take, like, if you're, you know, on the downside of Gabe Velarde, maybe we'll take Gabe Velarde and, and a second-round pick because Velarde definitely could play in this league. He's a, he's a, a good-sized centerman. He's not, like, a superstar or anything, but he's a good player. Could play bottom six. Maybe you, you get somebody else then. Then that frees up Lawton, whatever, like we've talked about. Something like that. Or, uh, you know, maybe they give you Rasmus Kupari straight up. Maybe you ask for that. I don't know if they do it, but at least you try. You know, those are some options just off the top of my head. Yeah, I was really trying to focus my attention on teams that had multiple second round picks this year who wouldn't mind giving that up to the Flyers. So um, I think Ottawa might be a good team to look at in terms of a, a player in their system. And he played for the 67s. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's an appeal there. I think the other team there there's a, a good appeal to do a deal with is the Anaheim Ducks. They have a bucket overflowing bucket of draft picks in their system right now where we could even potentially get us replace both our seconds for this year and next year because the ducks have multiple seconds in both drafts and to me that's the most appealing now is there a good prospect or kind of middle six level player that they would want to trade i don't know I think that um, they do have the most flexibility, though, that with the fewest players on their roster having no move clauses, because I think that's the trouble you run into with some of the other teams that a lot of, you know, that may want to trade for a guy like Travis Konechny is the return. A lot of their, their players are locked up in no move clauses like the Wild have a ton of guys with no move clauses, as as do Vegas. I think another trade partner option that looks appealing is Columbus. And I know it's mm -hmm. in division, but they're a team that the Flyers have done deals with. And again, they have a bunch of picks in their system as well. And they have some good prospects, I think, to draw from. So I, I do think that there are lots of options there if that's the return that you're looking for. Yeah, I think I think that is the ballpark. Um, you know, as an example, for Anaheim, if they want to trade Sonny Milano in a second. Yeah, Sonny Milano was the first guy I thought of. You know, I don't that know works. if they'd be willing to give him up, but it was certainly worth asking, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and at least the goal output's similar. He, you know, he, mm -hmm. he doesn't play great defense, but he's fast. And, and so that would be – that's a good fill-in if they're looking for somebody more veteran. Uh, that, that would work. You know, those – that's what I'm looking for with Travis Konecki, that kind of movement. Yeah, I, I think all of that is is really good. And I think with a guy like Konechny, you would not have to retain any salary. Right. No, you're not retaining anything. And I do think that there are all of these good options that we've talked about. But if for some reason they decide they want to 
have him stick around or they're not getting the right kind of return. What do we think his role is on the Flyers for next season? Second line, top power play. Like, that's what he's going to be. Yeah, I think that it's really going to depend on who the coach is. Yeah. For me, I think we have to figure that out and then see what we think they could get out of a guy like Konechny. Again, who's had some snake bit troubles coming oh, yeah. into the season. So uh, I think it'll be a very curious approach uh, when it comes to him. And I think that there's going to be a lot of eyes and judgment on any return should they trade him. Oh, yeah. And as there should be. But again, he's a guy that they have to look at trading. They do. They absolutely do. All right. Well, let us know who you would trade Travis Konechny for and what your return would be. And uh, we'll maybe discuss them as we get further toward free agency. Uh, We'll be talking about our nemesis of the week coming up next. All right. It is time for our nemesis of the week. And for those of you who might be newer to Locked on Flyers, every Monday we're looking at the week ahead and saying, what is the thing that's bothering us the most in the world of hockey or for the Flyers? And there are so many good options around the NHL all the time. So that's what makes this the most fun. Last week, I talked about uh, having bandwagoned a team and having them fall short too, like the Flyers. And that was, of course, in reference to the Florida Panthers. And, uh, you know, our bandwagoning team picks did not go so great this year for us. No, no, we we got buried early. That's all right. Uh, Still some great hockey left to go in the playoffs. But speaking of which, I think my nemesis for this upcoming week is Carolina winning on the road, man. They they can't do it. I don't know what it is. It's an impossibility. It's unbelievable. They're just, they're, they just think there were some games where they were close. Now they're not even getting close. So even if they were to advance, I don't know. I don't think they could win against Tampa. Oh, I do not think so either. I, yeah. I just think Tampa is dialed in a way that Carolina just they can't have slacker games like that no. and even think about coming out of the east no i agree all right what is your nemesis this week it's still the air horn and it's the air horn <laughs> in carolina it's such a bush thing like if i have to have and, and sorry pet penguins fans I, I i hear it there too it's just such a bush thing if i need that to get my fans excited and I have to hear it all the time. Like, I just kind of wonder, what would happen if Carolina, if a Ranger fan came in and started blowing the air horn? Would he get kicked out? I kind of wonder know. because, you know, that used to happen. People used to get kicked out for that kind of stuff. And now it's sort of welcomed. And it's, even at a home broadcast, it's grating. It's just terrible. And I always think of it as like minor league hijinks. Well, I give them half a pass on it because they are the Hurricanes and it's like a warning siren for Hurricanes. So okay. I, I got to give it to them a little bit. Um, it's a warning siren kinda, for something. Kind of like the cannon in Columbus, which is also sometimes bothersome, but I can't oh, yeah. really do it. But I think like I have a secondary nemesis this week, and that's the NHL schedulers, because it's very curious how they managed to schedule the Western Conference playoffs for 8 p.m. Eastern starts 
so we can all see Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid go up against each other, but they can't seem to figure out how to do that during the regular season. Explain that to me. I think that's the networks wanting that. Yeah. I think I think I think it's well, all network. It's all network driven and you know they that should be is, able to do that in the regular season too, so East Coasters get to see those top West players. Right, but there's fewer sports going on now, so like now those networks are like, we really wanna showcase these games. But the networks are gonna be my nemesis anyhow, because they're the ones controlling everything. They control the it's schedule, true. they control everything, and it's almost like the NHL does it as a courtesy. Like, hey, what could we do that you guys, you know, to make it better for you guys? And I just hate that. Yeah, absolutely fair enough. Man, the playoffs have been so much fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that we are going to get a really good schedule for the conference finals. I think both series are going to be a lot of fun, regardless of who winds up in it on the Eastern Conference side. Uh, We're going to wrap up with our Flyers fun thing. And that is Travis Konechny's 100th goal. Uh, from this past season it was against the islanders and it was a bit of a fluky goal Mm -hmm. and it was after game after game after game of him struggling to try and get that hundred he was sitting at 99 for forever and so i felt like his hundredth goal was kind of emblematic of his season overall and why we have these questions and why we talked about trading him today (laughs) no it's it, it does tie it in very nicely i remember all the conversations it is always good uh, if a guy's struggling to get that out of the way. So, yeah, I was happy for him. Me too. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with Travis Konechny. And we're going to see what's going on with the Flyers head coaching search and our thoughts on our top candidates for it on tomorrow's show. But as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. We're going to do a mailbag this week like we do almost every week. So send in those questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can also email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. Put a question in the comments on YouTube. We'll pick them up from there as well. I am Rachel. I am on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked on NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup final game, Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.